This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We're almost there. Kansas City, San Francisco, Super Bowl 58. We are on Sportsmanlike. Presented by Progressive Insurance. We're live from Vegas East. (laughs) Bristol, Connecticut. Normally we are at the seaport with Evan Canty and Michelle. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Today, here in Connecticut. Had a great night last night out at dinner. Where uh, somehow a Julius Randle debate broke out on Canty's uh, side of the table, CC and I over there, and uh, well, we were just counting down until Julius Randle is traded in a package to the Milwaukee Bucks for Giannis. Yeah, that there was there was you, you, hypothetical off season trade discussions. Well, I mean, well, you're saying hypothetical at this point. It's starting to feel like inevitable. Did you see the Milwaukee Bucks last night? They haven't played well with Doc. <laughs> They haven't. haven't played well as an understatement. I like getting they Pat got Bev. toasted by the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. I do like getting Pat Bev. That's smart by them. The anyway. Lopez was reading a book on the bench. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> well, he got so Robin. It's an NBA game, and you're losing so bad. You just go break open a novel. Well, he's not on the team. <laughs> he got traded yesterday to Sacramento. Sacramento. This is Robin Lopez. He got traded to Sacramento yesterday. Sacramento immediately waived him. He didn't leave Milwaukee. So he goes and he sits on the side and he's reading a book. Great. It was the greatest thing That's ever. Great. By the way, we just heard some Usher baby coming back as he's performing halftime. I threw out an idea that I think Usher should sing a little bit, like a tiny 10 seconds worth, and find a way to work in a Taylor Swift song in halftime performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the hook on Cruel Summer. Well, Cece, your reaction when I said this was what? The internet would blow up if you oh, did that, break. right? Oh, it'd break. It's the smart PR. Why not? Smalls hates this idea. I hate it. Why not work it in? I'm just saying like a, a quick, subtle reference to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is a rocket ship. Yes. Like anybody that is in her orbit is going to the moon. There's there's no question about it. Like, think about this. The NFL is a $20 billion, with a B, dollar business a year. And they got hundreds of millions of dollars in additional revenue this year just by association with Taylor Swift because yes. she's dating Travis. And so why are you turning this down, Smalls, this idea? We're not saying he sings a full song, but like a tiny little slip-in. Because for most artists, the Super Bowl is quite literally the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you work your entire career to get the opportunity to perform at the halftime of the Super Bowl. And Usher has earned this. And just because she's dating a player that happens to be playing in the Super Bowl, if I, if that was me, I would not want to detract from what I'm putting together by giving a nod to her. Because she, she's had her moments and can have her Super Bowl moment if she wants. Yeah, I don't know. I look at it. I don't know. Like That's the thing. Like You can't usurp the fame of Taylor Swift. She's the most famous person on the planet. So to me, it's just like I'm putting together a show. I'm a performer. She's got 13 Grammys. The Grammys were last last week. So why, why not give an ode to her? Because her man is actually playing in the Super Bowl, which is the reason why everybody is in this stadium in the first place. Like To me, it just makes sense to do it. And I can't wait to see it because there is no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. That what, wow. he's going to give, really? give a nod there's to some her? Sort of yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. Really? Yeah. Well, think about it. The NFL is leaning in. Who's the one that picked Usher to do the Super Bowl? The NFL. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Goodell and his staff is like, hey, bud. You have to do this. You have to do this. Like, this ain't your choice. You better sing Cruel this Summer. Your, this ain't your choice. We can't have her do this halftime show. I don't know. It might be some conflict of interest with her heiress tour and the movie and all. So if Taylor Swift is not doing the show but she's there, you better give her a shout out because it's good for business. What are those Super Bowl ads selling for? For 30 seconds of commercial time in the Super Bowl, it costs $7 million. We'll that's give it to you for less, Taylor by the way, on Sportsmanlike. Just throwing out, not much less. We'll that, go for $6 million. That, That's because of Taylor Swift. Like, there are two health and beauty brands that have never bought <laughs> commercial time in the Super Bowl, but they're buying it this year. Why? Taylor Swift. So if you're Usher, it's just good business. I like this it's angle. It's good business. I like the angle that just that CC evolved this into, that Roger Goodell has a sit-down meeting with Usher, and he says, Mr. Raymond, you're going to have a cruel summer. Yeah. And your karma ain't going to be good, and we're going to have bad blood unless you yeah. put this in there. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. We're on Sportsman like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive yeah. Insurance, ESPN2. So the matchup you're most looking forward to on Sunday, right? If you Pick a Super Bowl matchup, however you want to look at it in terms of a position set, whatever it may be that you would look at. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you this one. To me, my first one that I thought of in terms of the matchup that you're most looking forward to on Sunday, Kyle Shanahan versus situational football late. Mm. Seriously, how many times have we talked about Kyle Shanahan and blown leads, 10-point oh lead in the Super Bowl with, with the, the Niners against the Chiefs, 28-3, Kyle Shanahan with the lead against situational football late. That's my matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not arguing. I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm caught off guard because you're saying it's not Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid. Nope. Not Kyle Shanahan versus Spags. Nope. It's Kyle Shanahan versus the game of football. Versus Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I don't know. Right. I sit- Raymond versus Raymond? Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, Smalls and I sit next to a Super Bowl champ every day, and in the 6 a.m. Eastern hour today, what you said is, if the Niners don't win on Sunday, you're assuming it's because Kyle Shanahan spits the bit a little bit. No did doubt. you not say that? I did say that. So that to and me, I stand by it. Yeah, and that's that's the matchup. Kyle Shanahan against situational football late. Yeah, I, I, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan in big games. I don't Hence trust the matchup. him. Like, you don't trust him when he has a big lead. You also don't trust him when he's playing behind. When he goes into the fourth quarter and he's down by seven points or more, Kyle Shanahan is 1-31 lifetime as a head coach. 1-31? You can't win more than one game under those circumstances, bro? <laughs> Not more than one? Come on, man. Like, I cannot trust Kyle Shanahan. The game management aspect of this is going to be absolutely critical. And Joe Fordenbaugh, I can't get this out of my mind, but when he was on with us last Friday... He said that he would pick the Chiefs in the first half spread because Kyle Shanahan in these spots coaches tight. Joe is a professional sports handicapper. This is what he does to make money. And he's saying this has to be baked into it. This is a part of the math that Kyle Shanahan coaches tight in these spots. So, yeah, my biggest question mark around the 49ers is not Brock Purdy because I don't think the game is too big for Brock Purdy. I do wonder if the game is too big for Kyle Shanahan. I do. But the matchup that I most want to see is the wide receivers from the 49ers against the DBs for the Chiefs, specifically the corners for the Chiefs. So it's Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk versus LeJarrius Steen and Trent McDuffie. Why? Because the Kansas City Chiefs have the seventh highest blitz rate in the NFL, and that's probably only going to go up for Spags because you lost Charles Omenahu in the conference championship game. He tore his ACL. That's a guy that provides seven sacks, but he also provides some balance in terms of your pass rush with George Karloftis and Chris Jones. Now that he's gone, I'm anticipating that they're going to have to send five and six rushers more often, which means one-on-one coverage on the outside. Can those corners tackle those wide receivers? 
I think the the key to the game is going to be that matchup, and whoever wins it is going to go a long ways to determining the outcome. I like that. I think I'm going kind of similar to Evan, how you went Kyle Shanahan versus Kyle Shanahan. I'm going Chiefs offensive skill players versus their hands. <laughs> are they going to be able to hang on to the ball? Because I'm a big, if you show me who you are, I should believe you type yep. girl. And during the regular season, this group showed us who they were. Yep. Now they bucked that trend in the playoffs they and did. have been able to really step up and take care of the football. But which version of them are we going to see in the big game on Sunday? And if it's the regular season version of them, can Patrick Mahomes find a way to overcome that? Can I ask a stupid question, but I've asked this before about this. Why Why even bother throwing to the wide receivers not named Rishi Rice? Why? You have great running backs because, out of the Because you can win the game. Like you have MBS, Travis Kelsey. Like MBS did last okay, week. Okay, well, I had to in that spot can, if I'm you can win City. the game. Well, well, think about how many times you had to because he was the guy that was left open. You had to against the Philadelphia Eagles if he caught it, you would have won. You had to against the Green Bay Packers if he would have caught it, you would have won. So there are going to be instances where that third or fourth wide receiver is going to have to make plays. Even going back to last year's Super Bowl, Kadarius Toney had to make plays. Mm -hmm. He was was good last year. He he had a huge punt return last year, and he had a five-yard touchdown pass, the only pass he caught, which, by the way, is a whole different thing. Roster composition we haven't even gotten into. Would you activate Sky Moore slash Kadarius Toney if you're Kansas City I'm not putting Kadarius Toney out there. So he's done. No, he's done. You can't trust him. Now, Sky Moore, who's been hurt, but they just took him off IR? He's a second round pick. At some point, he's going to have to contribute. So you, you would act. You, you would him. have him on the active roster. I would have him on the active roster. I mean, you've got a spot because of momentum who being down. Right. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess you would have to rely on him. But there's going to have to be somebody that's unsung that makes a play. It happens every single Super Bowl, and so mm-hmm. to me, it's in that wide receiver room for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know what Travis Kelsey is, but you know who also knows that. The San Francisco 49ers. Of course. And Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw ain't going to let him beat them. It's not going to happen. So it's going to have to be on somebody else. Those young wide receivers are going to have to step up. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have to be at his best. But here's the thing I would say. The pressure for the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers gets ratcheted up the tighter the game gets. And so that will be a concern for me if they have to play from behind. That's why the complexion of the game matters so much. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for both offenses for different reasons to get out to a fast start and get up on the opponent early. I really, really do. For the 49ers, it's the Kyle Shanahan of it all, so he doesn't coach tight. But for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's so those receivers aren't put in pressure-packed situations where you can have some of those drops be a factor. Mm -hmm. Tom in Maine, watching on ESPN2, joins us here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. What's up, Tom? Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys, uh, and, and Michelle. Um, I just wanted to say, as it relates to the game on Sunday, I, my pick is Kansas City Chiefs, and it's for the following reasons. I think, number one, they've shown that they can take this, this show on the road and win uh, against high-quality competition. If you look at San Francisco's schedule this year, I think they beat the Steel in terms of playoff teams. I think they beat the Steelers away early in the season, and then I think they beat the Eagles late in the year, and we all knew what happened to them. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty Spartan in terms of who they had to play. Um, secondly, I think Kansas City has shown they can win from behind and they can win from ahead. Uh, and I've just heard everybody on your show talk about how the San Francisco 49ers cannot get behind in this game, and I don't think necessarily you can make that statement about uh, Kansas City. Third, they got the it factor uh, on the field, and that's not unimportant. Think about the games with the Joe Montanas, the Tom Brady's at the end of the game, and their ability to sort of almost will their offense and team down the field. I don't kind of think 
that the San Francisco 49ers have that player. You guys just touched on what I think is probably the most critical factor in the game, and that's coaching. And I think, in uh, Evan, in my opinion, that <clears throat> Andy Reid, Spags, and the rest of the team, special team guys, are probably as close to their ability to game plan and make adjustments in a game as Belichick, Daniels, and um, uh, I forget the guy who was the defensive Brian coach. Flores uh, was probably it, the best one they had, you know, after Romeo Cornell. But yeah, I think those are all. And thanks for the phone call. Those are great points all around. Mm-hmm. I think what you learn about Kansas City is there's no scenario where they can't win. Yeah. Ahead, behind, yeah. home, road, snow, rain, sunny. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They'll find it. But I do. You know, he brought it doesn't something. Matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he brought something up that I'm fascinated about quickly here, CC, because we got to get to Kenny or Canty. Do both teams look at the Super Bowl as road game as a road game? Or is it a is it a home game? For- it's a, it's a real it's really a neutral site. Like I mean, it, by definition, by definition, it's neutral site. Yeah, but the crowd is neutral too. Well, it's not so, like a football crowd; yeah, it's a it's business not, exactly, crowd. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so it's not even home about, road. No, it's, yeah, so it's so it, unique in yeah, that regard. It, it's so unique in that regard. It's an odd kickoff time. It's just it's an experience unto itself. Got it. Okay, yeah. coming up, can he or can't he? A Super Bowl edition next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Kenny? Kenny? Oh, oh Kenny. This is not hard-hitting analysis. It's not that. Can he or can't he? That is the question. Can he or can't he? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by today. Smalls has can he or can't he questions. CC, Smalls, take it away. I absolutely love this crop of questions for can he or can't he Super Bowl edition. So let's kick it off with this one. Can Brock Purdy be the reason that the 49ers win the Super Bowl? Oh, I actually think he's going to have to be because the Chiefs defense and Steve Magmolo, their defensive coordinator, they're going to take away the fastball, which is the running game around Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So Brock Purdy is going to have to have productivity in the passing game. And with those receivers, there's no reason to think that he can't get it done because he's gotten it done all year long. One thing I will say is those corners from the Kansas City Chiefs are really, really good. But if the 49ers do win the Super Bowl – He's going to have to play a big role in doing that. So I'm going to say he can. I definitely think he can. I think okay. he's going, not only can, I think he's going to, and I think he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Next one, can Kyle Shanahan outcoach Andy Reid? Hell no, he can't. <laughs> no, he can't. The best thing that Kyle Shanahan can do is not get in the way of his players. And here's the thing. Good players can't overcome bad coaching. And I'm not going to say Kyle Shanahan is a bad coach, but I just don't need him to be at his worst in this spot. If he's just average, then the 49ers will be fine. What we don't want is Kyle Shanahan to turn into a pumpkin 
on Super Bowl Sunday and go into a shell and then ultimately cost his team an opportunity to win. Uh, I don't think he's going to outcoach Andy Reid. I still think he's going to win. I don't know if he has to outcoach Andy Reid. I agree with what CeCe said. Just be what you've been. You don't need to be the greatest coach of all time. Just be what you've been. Can Patrick Mahomes throw for over 261 and a half yards against the 49ers? He can't. And it's not because he doesn't have the ability. I just don't think that's the game script that Patrick Mahomes is operating off. If you look at the loss to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game a few years ago, since then Mahomes is 6-0 in the playoffs, and he's averaging around 235 yards passing in games. He's got 11 touchdowns, no interceptions, he's only taken five sacks. So I don't think Patrick Mahomes is thinking that he has to light up the box score in order to win. I think we saw a glimpse of what he wants to be in the conference championship game against the Ravens. Get out to a quick start, and then you nurse a lead. That's what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. Most importantly, he's not turning the football over. And, and the Kansas City Chiefs, they're 25-1 over the last five years when they don't turn the ball over. 25-1. He's not worried about yards. He's worried about turnovers and putting his team in position to win. I, he can, obviously, because he's Mahomes. But I like what CeCe said, and I like the game plan against Baltimore. Just do what you need to do to win. You don't have to have a spectacular game. You have to have a winning game, and that's what he had against Baltimore. Can Brock Purdy throw for over 248 and a half yards against the Chiefs? He can. I think that's how the game script is going to go. Again, Spags loading up the line of scrimmage, putting a lot of defenders inside the tackle box. That's going to force the San Francisco 49ers to throw the football, and I think there will be opportunities in one-on-one. Opportunities in man coverage. They'll have slants. They'll have inbreakers, crossers, rub routes, all of those things, man beaters. And those receivers for the 49ers would catch and run opportunities. So I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is going to air it out over the top, but I do think there are a lot of catch and run opportunities that are going to stack up yards in the passing game. So, yes, Brock Purdy over, what is it, 248 and a half? 248 and a half. Yeah, he's over 248 and a half yards pass. He can over, he's a point guard, he's going to let his shooters shoot, and that's what CC saying is he could dump it off to Christian McCaffrey on a five-yard pass and he can go 60. Yeah. Well, that's going to add up to get over that number. Brock Purdy, make it rain! Speaking make it rain. of CMC, can Christian McCaffrey rush for over 90 and a half yards against the Chiefs? He can't, because they're going to take him away. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the one guy that you can't let beat you is 23, and Spags knows that. And so I don't anticipate it's going to be a big game on the ground for CMC. Not at all. Uh, I'd say can't. Total yards, yes. Rushing yards, no. Travis Kelsey, can he catch for over 70 and a half yards against the 49ers? Ooh, that's right on the nose. I'm going to say he can. I'm going to say he can. Because I know they'll try to take him away. But Travis does so many things off script and a lot of the route concepts he breaks off anyway. So him and Patrick Mahomes play backyard football like it's nobody's business. It kind of reminds you of early Roethlisberger's years where he had those um, those off script plays where he's extending the down scramble drill. You see a lot of that between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You saw it in the conference championship game on that key third down conversion in the red zone. Like that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Travis has a couple of those and they are big gainers. So he goes over 70 and a half yards receiving. I'll take over. He had 11 catches, 116 yards and a touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. I think that if it won't be that kind of game. No, but I also think no. that if you're if you're debating what to do if you're Mahomes, just go to Kelsey. Like I'm okay if you force the ball to Travis Kelsey because mm-hmm. he's going to make plays. Can Patrick Mahomes pass Tom Brady as the goat? No, he can't. Not not in this game. He's he's going to be on a trajectory, and it'll be definitive that he will have a better first six years to his career as a starter than Tom Brady has, and that's saying a lot because Brady won three championships. So, yeah, I, I think 
at, at the same stage in their career, there's no question in my mind who the better player is, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Now, he's got to sustain that, but I don't think he can pass him as the greatest of all time by just winning this Super Bowl on Sunday. Totally agree. If, if the answer is, can he pass him as the GOAT Sunday? No. Can he pass him as the GOAT ever? Maybe. Not Sunday. All right, let's roll through some fun Super Bowl prop bets, gentlemen. First up, will Taylor Swift be seen crying if the Chiefs lose? No, is that minus 1,500? Yes, plus 600. No chance. Crying if they lose? Oh, yeah, yeah. There there are real tears. Well, I don't know how real they are. There will be tears. Yeah, she'll be Even if it's just performative, there'll be tears. She'll be crying. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be an investment in this thing. Wow, okay. I I don't know on that. I would actually be floored if they didn't show her after. Yeah, did you see her at the Grammys? She stood up and sung. Every single artist her song move. when she when they were performing. Every single one. That's her That's move. a long damn award show, man. Yeah. And you standing up clapping and singing every artist's song. I felt badly and for you the people. You don't think she's gonna perform if her man loses? Man, you better know she's gonna have them crocodile tears on. The faucet will be on she's if the old, Chiefs lose on Sunday. She's an elite performer. She no knows doubt. what's required. She knows what's happening. I felt badly for the people behind her because she's so tall. Like, how could they see? They're sitting behind her and she's standing up. Like, I don't excuse think they me. Felt, I don't Taylor, think, can you move? I don't think they felt bad sitting next to Taylor Swift. Understood. Yeah. Next one, will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift and win MVP? Yes, is that plus 2,200? Isn't it the same thing? I mean, if he proposes and he says yes, I don't give a damn what else happens in the game. Travis Kelsey is the MVP. <laughs> I got a pop star who's the most famous person on the planet and a billionaire in her own right mm-hmm. willing to marry me. And I play tight end in the NFL. Man, you he's the MVP. I, it ain't Patrick Mahomes. It ain't Rishi Rice. It ain't Chris Jones. It ain't nobody else. If Travis Kelsey gets a ring from winning the Super Bowl and then gives Taylor Swift a ring and she says yes, he is the MVP of Super Bowl 58. Point blank and period. He can I'm saying it with my chest. If he proposes to her after the Super Bowl, I'd be so down on him. On the field? Oh, that'd be terrible. Why? Why? Oh, my God. Why? Why? That's for you and your teammates. Why are you down Separate on love? The Why two. are you down on love? Se- I'm not down on love. Why are you totally down, down on love? love. He's totally down on love. Totally He's down, down on love. Why are you down on it? I am not down on love in any way, shape, or form. Do, Here's the, the thing. The, the, that's the, the moment for the team and the player. No, it's not. Separate the moments. No, it's not. No, it's not because oh, that's God. why your family comes on the field after right. the game. What are you talking about? They were smooching after the NFC Championship game. Proposing yeah. in that moment. Absolutely. The, 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 the sheer elation that you have in winning the Super Bowl and you just want to share that with your closest people, that is an intimate moment. I agree. If, you don't it, need to propose, but, but, though. But, in that spot, I don't like it. My question is where would he keep the ring? Well, I'm sure Jason no, yeah, or somebody, somebody else would you have, have somebody else. Jason would have, have it. A, you have your wingman. But I, what do you think? You would have it in his I, jersey? Give it to the equipment manager. But the, but the equipment manager. This ring is not going to be cheap. Do I really want to give it to my brother Jason who might be ripping his shirt off and give jumping it small, through tables? Smalls. You give I don't it to, know. You give it to the equipment manager. They'll take care of it. You know what? I think I'd give it to Kylie Kelsey. What about Donna, that's a the good mom? One. Kylie Kelsey, that's a good one. She looks very responsible. A- a- as Pat Costello in the control room nods his head and like, yep. yeah, she's the sober-minded one. That's yeah. the one. And she'll, she'll the make sure that nothing happens Correct. No question. Canny or Canty brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions <laughs> for every industry. Granger has Such the right product hater. for you. Call, Down click Granger.com or stop by today. Such a Coming up, a Hall of Famer had what to say about his former team on this show. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, America's team made a move yesterday. Kind of like it, by the way. Mike Zimmer, defensive coordinator. Under Zim. Mike McCarthy. That was my, your guy, my right? Old DC, yeah. Zim was there, yeah. Zim will get you right now. Zim will get you right. <laughs> okay, he knows, he's a go good deeper. Coach. What does that mean when you say no, that? No, no, Zim will get you right in terms of the intensity that he's going to approach the game with. Like, every every player that has played for him loves him. Mm. Like, he's a, he's a good coach. I mean, you remember those years in Minnesota? He was a good coach. Very good coach, when he yeah. was in D.C. and Cincinnati, he's a good coach. Like, people love Zim. And so I think this is... This is somebody that that obviously is familiar with the organization, but more importantly, Jerry Jones is comfortable with him. So you bring him in. You know he's not going to usurp the authority of Mike McCarthy, who's already a lame duck coach. This is not somebody that's angling to be the interim head coach. But if he's thrust into that spot, he's not going to be overwhelmed. So from that perspective, it makes a ton of sense. And here's the other thing. It's probably about as good as you could do because who wants to sign up to be the D.C. when the head coach has no job security beyond the upcoming year? So, again, somebody that's credible in the eyes of players and other coaches who knows what he's doing, has been a long-time D.C., has been a head coach. If he's got to step in as the interim head coach, if things go off the rails, he can do that. And he's willing because he's familiar with the organization and he's comfortable. So, I think it's about as good as the Dallas Cowboys could do. Sounds like a perfect fit in a lot of ways. It does. It does. So, there's the positive. All right. So, we did... No, we're splitting the difference here. Well, the negative is this. Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer, was on our show yesterday, and we asked him if he was surprised that Mike McCarthy was not fired. To be honest, I am a little surprised, uh, all because of the way things ha- has transpired over the last few years. Removing Kellen as the OC and taking over the controls of the offense and so forth, uh, I am a little surprised. Surprise! The way our team acted out of the playoff, I'm real surprised because to me, I look to my leaders, and leaders look to, to players to be ready and be prepared for the situations in all situations. And uh, unfortunately for us, I don't know if we were as prepared as we needed to be. And the way we exited the playoff this year was not—it it was not a good look. Put it that way. And uh, and it was somewhat embarrassing. 
it lends you to believe that either uh, we're not trained or coached properly in, in terms of game type of situations. At times, players do have to overcome coaching because coaches don't always make the best decisions. It's not a good look. All right, guys, as we sit here 24 hours later, that clip was on first take yesterday. Stephen A., Molly, and company were debating that one. Uh, how do we take this 24 hours later as to Emmett Smith taking shots at McCarthy, Dak, all of the above? Because those are pretty damn strong statements. Yeah. Clearly, he doesn't think that Mike McCarthy should have been the head coach. When he says things like that was an embarrassing loss and even players can't overcome coaching – I think Emmett Smith probably has the same mentality that a lot of Cowboys fans have, which is if this isn't working, if it's translating in the regular season, but stopping short in the postseason, season after season after season, why would you run it back? Why would you bring Mike McCarthy back? So I am not surprised that he thought that. I am a little surprised with the pointed words that he used to describe the situation. Yeah, and he cited the example of the Detroit Lions gang when they threw the ball on second down rather than running the ball, and you spotted the Detroit Lions an extra minute of game clock when they had no timeouts, and they proceeded to drive the length of the field, score a touchdown, and could have won the game had the guy reported for the two-point conversion. So that that's how close you came to having to be a wild card versus having, being the division winner. Mm-hmm. And that's a decision that your head coach, who's also your de facto offensive coordinator, made. So that that that's a problem. But then beyond that, He went on to talk about the players sometimes having to overcome coaching and how they're the ones that are actually on the field and they're not getting it done too. And it felt like it was somewhat of an indictment on Dak Prescott. It felt like he was pointing the finger of blame at Dak. Like, hey, if you're the guy that they're paying $40, $50 million a year to, you're going to have to step up in these situations and overcome some of the the bad coaching calls that Mike McCarthy might make. You're going to have to do that. Because that's what's asked of players in leadership positions in your locker room. And Dak Prescott hasn't been able to do that. When mm-hmm. you think about the playoff losses, they're in embarrassing fashion. What happened against the Green Bay Packers, there's no excuse for it. It's the youngest playoff team in the NFL in 50 years. And you got waxed at home by those dudes. Mm-hmm. That, that can't happen. What also can't happen is the end of the game in the divisional round in Santa Clara last year. That can't happen. Like There was clearly no plan on what you were doing. And then you go back the year before that, the wild card game at home against the 49ers led by Jimmy Garoppolo. You got beat then, and it was terrible game management down the stretch. Uh, I mean, just so, so again, these things keep popping up, and we're trying to ask the question, is it Dak or is it Mike McCarthy? And we're starting to land on the answer just being yes. Yeah. And it felt like that's what Emmett was trying to highlight yesterday. It's not one or the other. It's both of them. And they need to be held to account. And it's it's hard to understand what the path is forward if Jerry Jones is going to continue to double down. Yeah. Well, the other part of it, you know, you say there's no excuse for it. Well, there was an excuse given. Demarcus Lawrence, Cowboys offensive end, was on first take yesterday on ESPN 10 a.m. Eastern time and gave us the reason as to what went wrong in the playoffs. All honesty, I think the main thing is who's burned out, man. Uh, you know, long season, um, team dominantly healthy throughout the season you know um, the legs get tired but also um, you know you got to give hats off to Green Bay man they came out with a great game plan um, you know rolling out towards Micah and then running away from me I feel like you know that's that's what they needed to you know get their game started and they jumped on us fast and what about adjustments yeah adjustments man Uh, you know feel like we went in the locker room and you know we came out you know ready with our adjustments but uh, still didn't go the way that we planned it to go Saying they were yeah, burnt out. He just said they were burnt out and yeah. they were tired, tired legs. 
Man, yeah. it's the playoffs, dog. Everybody is tired, but it's winner go home. Give a damn that your legs is tired. Sit in the cold tub some more. I don't care what you got to do. Get an IV, whatever you got to do. It is the playoffs. If the goal is to win a championship, you got to have success in the postseason. I don't want to hear the excuse about you being tired. But you know what, F? This is what I talked about when they stayed with Mike McCarthy. I talked about the culture. And people think culture is some catch-all and that it's not really anything tangible and people just use it to explain things they don't understand. But that is an example of the culture. When players are giving those types of excuses and and when you're doing the post-mortem on their season, we're, we're weeks removed from when you got beat by the Green Bay Packers. And that's what you got? We were tired? We were burnt out? No, man. No, man, even if that's true, you don't admit something like that. And if that is the case, then you talk about it in terms of how we've got to get this fixed. This can't happen again. That's not what I heard. That's infuriating. It's disrespectful to the game of football. You work all year long to have an opportunity to compete for a championship, and you're one of 14 teams left standing at the end. And you tired? And you burnt out? Because it was a long regular season, you can't be mentally locked in. You can't be ready to go from the opening kickoff. What the hell is wrong with you? And that's one of the team leaders. Tank Lawrence is one of the team leaders. And that's what he's saying. That's an embarrassment to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed that I used to play for him. Because that's that's what it is now? Ain't no way in hell they're anywhere close to winning a championship. I don't give a damn what the roster looks like. They're they're not close. They're not close. And if that is the culture that's there, how do you change that unless you have a new voice come in? And I think a lot of other players look at that tired feeling as a privilege, right? How do I overcome? I'm lucky that I'm tired. I'm lucky that I'm tired because I'm in the playoffs. Exactly. Smalls, it's an opportunity to compete for a chance. You make your legacy as a player in the postseason. Yeah, you make your money in the regular season. Everybody want to get paid. So that's that. I know people don't want to hear this, but that is the top priority. Guys want to get paid. Guys want to feed their family. Yeah, that right. aside, sure. once you start talking about the other things that matter, it's your legacy. How am I going to be remembered? Unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys, this core of Cowboys players, will be remembered as underachievers. And what Tank Lawrence said on first take yesterday, that is what people are going to remember him for. And I'm sure he's waking up this morning regretting that he said, that's what people are going to remember him for. This is the dude that says his team was too tired and burnt out to ball in the postseason. The hell is that? It's garbage is what it is. And if I'm Jerry Jones, these guys are angling for contract extensions. My other lead, Dak Prescott won money. Michael Parsons won money. CeeDee Lamb won money. But my locker room collectively is too tired and burnt out to play when it matters the most. Please. Miss me with all of that. Dallas Cowboys are a joke. They're a joke. One potential counterish. Are we sure he meant that they were tired? Meaning burnt out also means tired of each other, doesn't it? Could Is, be a m- isn't mental, there a possibility? Which, again, falls back on the coaching and the organization. I'm not defending them. I'm just wondering. I, it, we're taking it one way, which very well may be true. The other way also could be true, which is also a bad look, because I keep coming back to that broadcast where they're talking about there's something weird with C.D. Lamb and Dak, and now all of the family members going at it. Like, burnt out means, like, t- to me, I take it as tired he, he of each other, too. He said burnt out, and then he mentioned his legs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. He did. 
I'm just saying that there, we've seen the other version of that a little bit too. Like tired of each other is what either we've way, seen. it's an indictment well, on the leadership in your locker room. 100%. Either way, your culture is bad. I've defended Mike McCarthy every which way. That moment yesterday was the first moment where I said, "Hey, you know what? I can't defend you on that if that's the mentality." Of the players. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto, save when you bundle. Get a quote at progressive.com. Coming up, I'm over it with Pat Costello. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, we do it each and every day at this time. Our producer, Pat Costello, gives us things, sports, world, entertainment that he's over. I must say, yesterday I was sitting there at the ESPN cafeteria with a very high-level executive that we all know. Pat walks by and she says to Pat, like Pat didn't even see us. She goes, Pat, I got to tell you something I'm over. And gave him ammo. Like, he just got, really? he almost yeah. got, like, recognized for being the I'm over it guy by as high up as you can get around here. But something is happening on the TV side on ESPN2 because normally we show Pat and he has your sponsorship here. He's looking for a sp- uh, Carlin yeah. versus Joe sponsoring you now? Uh, I'm over. It's brought to you by Carlin versus Joe <gasps> weekdays from noon to three on ESPN, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. If you want amazing breakdowns of sports, life, and betting, tune in to the best show on ESPN Radio. Again, Carlin versus Joe, noon to three on ESPN Radio. Excuse? How much wow. does that cost? Uh, please don't be rude to the sponsor. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> what did they give you? $20 and first dibs on any merch. Who gave you the $20? Uh, Carlin. But you know, he slipped Joe. it to me that yesterday. You know, Joe is little. Joe is tight. Wait a second. Carlin really gave you money, twenty dollars. So you how long does the sponsorship run? Just today. Okay. That's all you cost. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's what I've been saying, man. People can get in great. Start somewhere. Wow. Got to start somewhere. Okay. So twenty dollars a day. Super easy. To I'm get sure in our there. sales staff loves that pricing. Twenty dollars for ten minutes seems like a fair deal. Seems like a fair deal. I mean, and seems like we're going out of business if that's the deal. For 30 seconds. $20 and merch. Let's not. And merch. merch. The merch part is important. There you go. All right. What do you got, Pat? Noon to three. Carlin versus Joe. (laughs) How does an Italian restaurant mess up lasagna? Oh, boy. How is this possible? Why was it green? How do you get lasagna at an Italian place that's in a circle and it's green? What happened? I thought the food last night was great. I got to be honest with you. You didn't have the lasagna. Yeah, I know the, I did not. But I, but I did see, I did peek over at the lasagna. It did not look appropriate. Like, it just, it looked wrong. Were and your two I entrees talking, good? My, my aunt, well, the steak was in, but the but the ravioli was outstanding. Yeah. A, little, a little heat at the end of the ravioli bite, which was outstanding. It was unexpected. It was I did great. notice something about you and your dinner, now that I think about it. 
you were asking for a sauce, and they couldn't come up with any sauce, which no. was really remarkable. Yeah, I wanted like a demi glaze or a peppercorn to go with my steak. I'm not a <laughs> traditional steak sauce guy. Right. Like, I don't like A1 or Fines 57, but wow. I, I did want something. You know, I do need a little... But they couldn't the come up. They, this, couldn't, find they it. couldn't come up with anything. Yeah, they offered me Worcestershire, and that wasn't going to be. You don't like a one. I mean, it's it's okay. It's okay. I'm not I'm not disparaging it. It's okay. Wow. I got it in the fridge, Smalls. Okay. But I'm just saying, when I'm at a fancy sit down dinner, and I put that in air quotes, fancy, I would expect something more elevated, and they didn't have it available. No demi glaze. But, but the but the steak wasn't elevated, so it makes sense. But it wasn't as bad as the lasagna. As as an Italian person, I will first apologize for your bad lasagna. Secondly, I never order lasagna at a restaurant. Why? I always think it's kind of a rookie play because you can always Ooh, make it better at baby. home. Ooh. It's well, always better at home. Four people Pat. over there. Pat, Giovante, Nuno, and Rob all over there yeah, all but if, order lasagna. If they're not eating lasagna on the regular like I did growing up, it's a common mistake. So I'm not even going to put up. you on blast for it. I lived in the Bronx Arthur Ave right next door, amazing lasagna yes, of everywhere. Course. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, Italian place lasagna will be, that's a safe bet, always. Nope. Big mistake. Yeah, but I mean, we, we, Wes Harford is not Arthur uh, yeah. Ave. Wes Harford was beautiful, yeah, I thought. Yeah, but it's not Arthur Ave. I got, I got cacio <laughs> e pepe with shrimp. That was good. That was good. Pepe, yeah. 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 Should I have offered you some? No. Okay, good. I, I don't. I mean, you ate it before I even had a chance. It's a great to really point. See it he was just so. he was just offering it to you as the uh, perfunctory, like it was yeah. just like one of those things I'm going to do. I'm not serious about giving you some, <laughs> but at least I don't feel like the bad guy because I didn't offer it. But he wasn't serious about you actually having a bite of his food. I never offered. He wasn't. Well, you did offer the appetizers, and you really weren't yeah. serious about the, us eating those either. That's true. Because he dominated those. That's true. The flatbreads and then the shrimp thing. That's true. Exactly. He wanted it all for himself. That's an ECL. An Evco can't lose. <laughs> Next uh, one. By the way, Carlin versus Joe, amazing. Oh, on my X God. At Carlin versus, versus Joe, VS Joe on X. Amazing Twitter account as well. Uh, <laughs> ordering dessert when you're in a giant group of people is, I think, the ultimate violation as well. Why? I don't wow. think this is acceptable. CC and I both order dessert. Yes. We uh, mean an individual dessert order and not a community dessert? Individual dessert orders okay. after everyone's done dinner. Why not? Some people love a sweet bite Com- before completely bed. Completely ridiculous. Why? Because uh, then there's 10 people sitting there like, all right, well, I guess we got to wait for these guys to eat their one scoop of vanilla. If but you weren't paying. You didn't need to wait for the check. To say, you if the big boss is paying, I'm going to have all the courses that are available. And you well, were the you last had, one there. two entrees. Exactly. You I'm going to take full advantage. I'm going to put my Jovante Lawrence hat on, and I'm just going to go for broke. Good man. Well, actually, I'm going to go to try to make him broke. That's what I'm trying to do. Exactly. There were. I, I'm not a drinker, so I didn't hear this exactly. I want to make sure I got it right. Were there rules about the number of drinks that that Justin, our boss, was going to pay for? Yeah, but we circumvented the rule by ordering bottles of wine, which we then shared at the table. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you guys strategized dispersion. No doubt. Dispersion. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Because he was offering to pay for a round for everybody at the table. He was like, don't worry about it. We'll just get a couple bottles of wine. It'll be nothing. There you go. Did exactly. you order the most expensive bottle? No, no. We didn't no, actually, uh, we could have, and we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, we that didn't. was good on we, us. We, we played it down the middle with All that. right. Yeah. Next one, Pat. At Chris Carlin, at oh, Joe Ball on X, noon to three. Great show. Carlin versus <laughs> Joe. Uh, Rob Lorenzo, social media guru over here, said the worst thing that I've ever heard in my life. Oh. He questioned how good New York pizza is to begin with. And then had the audacity to say, the 7-Eleven across the street from me has pizza that slaps. 
And I almost slapped him when he said it. Yeah, nah, Rob. Nah, Rob. He does have a 7-Eleven right across from him. I know where he lives. (laughs) Flag on the play. Nah, Rob. Flag on the play. That ain't it, Rob. Yeah, so I can go hours throughout a day without eating, so maybe 7-Eleven just hits different for me at different times. Were you sober when you had the pizza? Yeah, was it a fourth meal? (laughs) No. Yeah, I was (laughs) was, was, sober now. He's sober sober now. If you you don't know, then you weren't sober. (laughs) Yeah. So listen, anything can hit when you you had a few. Yeah, if you're you're a tad over-served, any pizza's good. Who cleared Rob for air, by the way? You know, just put him on the air here? Also, can we be clear, Javante went home and had pizza rolls after dinner last night as well. Did you really? Yeah, they were amazing. <laughs> I had mac why, and cheese. Why, why are you snitching, Rob? Totino's, you if you'd like to sponsor Javante. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Rob snitching, though? Uh, I didn't, so, who cleared this Hold on. We can't else. let this slide. The fact that Rob Lorenzo questioned <laughs> the validity and the deliciousness of New York City pizza. Oh, yeah. We did had, get distracted. Good point, Smalls. The audacity to compare it to 7-Eleven pizza. I don't understand. I am personally offended. Not a pizza place. Not a pizza place. And here's the thing. He he lives near my favorite pizza spot in Manhattan. Which one? Oh, it's Ruby Rosa. It's on Mulberry Street. He lives near my favorite pizza spot. I still need to get there. Wait, your pizza place is near our office? It's not that close. It's, it's not it's too not, far. It's not that close to the seaport. Yeah. Oh, well, that's where yeah. Rob... Okay, I got it. It's a stone's throw. Yeah, he yeah, could yeah, get there. All right, we got to go there, there yeah. one day then. Yeah, yeah. it's outstanding. We'll love right. it. It's Rob outstanding. cannot go, though. No, Rob... Now, now we're banning him. When we go to pizza to no, your spot, I feel like Rob's I have, out. Do, I have to do a public service and take Rob there so oh, he can go stop... the other way. So he can stop big up in 7-Eleven pizza over New York-style pizza. Well, preemptively, if nobody's going to eat this extra slice, I'll eat it. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, last one. I'm officially over the Sixers. I'm completely out, and I'm all in on the Flyers bandwagon, But the Sixers baby. had a good day Let's yesterday. Go. Here we go, Flyers. Buddy, you know Buddy, Buddy over the Winnipeg Jets no last Buddy night. Hill? Not on the Buddy Hill bandwagon? Here we go, Flyers. Wow. They went over the Jets. I'm emotionally wow. investing I the in Sixers, them. I thought the Sixers had a good day yesterday, trade deadline. I think the Knicks yeah. had a great day yesterday, yeah. actually, until OG Dra- got The hurt. NFL draft ain't too far away. I'm Eagles. ready to not be hurt by the Flyers emotionally. Anyway, uh, one last plug I would like to say. Carlin versus Joe, thank you for sponsoring this segment. Uh, noon to 3 on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel Lady. Great show. Chris Carlin, Joe Ford, and Ball both on the show later, 8.30 and 9.15. I'm over it. Presented by Progressive Insurance. I love how More unsportsmanlike. I'm, I'm, I'm ESPN Radio. ESPN app. Unreal. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.